Welcome to Destiny Moments with Angel Murchison. Today on the broadcast, I have Evangelist Sam Austin from Atkins, Arkansas. Welcome, Evangelist Austin. Thank you very much. I'm delighted to be here. Well, I had an opportunity to hear you uh, speak the other evening on expecting and having a dream. Yes. Can you talk to our listeners today about that? Well, uh, I think that everyone uh, be he young or old, uh, must have a dream to reach out for and to, uh, to try to accomplish. And, um, uh, I think that that is the, a big reason for people's sense of failure is that they've never had a goal to reach and, um, not knowing whether or not they've reached it, uh, in the end of life. You know, I'm, I'm not the youngest guy's preaching these days, but uh, uh, now that I'm raw, growing a little older, I look back and I think, what? Um, uh, how could I have come to this po point in my life without having uh, at least tried some things and attempted to do something for the Lord? And uh, some things I've have felt uh, that I was successful in. Some things I tried to uh, didn't seem to work, but there was always a, a something out there in my future that we were reaching hold, reaching to lay hold of. And sometimes when when you have a dream like that, uh, over the course of time, uh, the discouragement of the enemy. Uh, whatever, uh, whatever you might call it, uh, we lose sight of of that vision. We lose sight of our dream, and it kind of uh, falls by the wayside. And we need uh, the spirit of the Lord to inspire us to go back to some of those dreams and and to let them live again. The message you mentioned that I spoke the other night was uh, the title of it is "And the Lord Visited Sarah." Uh, and Sarah uh, had, had no doubt dreamed all of her life of being a, a mommy, all little girls do. And uh, then she and Abram married and nothing happened and time went on and time went on and nothing happened, nothing happened. And she then devised a plan whereby Abram would have a successor or an, uh, uh, an heir to his uh, promises and to the throne, so to speak, the throne. And uh, so she arranged for that uh, with her uh, concubine, uh, his concubine, uh, Hagar and Ishmael was born out of that deal, but the Lord did come by one day and said, I will visit her and I will come. She laughed about it. She thought it was foolish, but sure enough, in the appointed time, the Lord came back and visited Sarah and she did conceive and she did have a child. So, uh, yes, everyone must have a dream, uh, must have a vision to reach out for without it. We're, we're not going anywhere. You said to be careful what you speak, that life and death are in the power of the tongue, and you have what you say. Mm -hmm. You have what you speak. Can you expound upon that? Well, um, uh, the scripture is clear to say that in uh, Proverbs 8, I believe it is, uh, that the power of life and death is in the tongue. And so we, uh, we must watch what we say. Uh, both uh, negatively and positively. We must uh, speak toward our dreams, speak toward our goals and our visions and talk about them and uh, make right confessions and uh, so on down the line. I'm not a, a quote unquote 
a positive mental attitude guy, but there must be some positive uh, something creative force coming out of out of us and God created the world with words and uh, he created us and our words create things so when we have a vision and a dream then we talk about that vision and talk about that dream with our loved ones and our family and our friends and you you uh, someone you need people in your circles uh, that are dream enlargers rather than dream shrinkers. Some people that take a, a five by seven dream and shrink it down to a four by three dream and other people that enlarge it to eight and a half by 11. So uh, who you run with has a lot to do with whether your dream is going to come to pass or not. And uh, so you need to find dream enlargers that you can talk about this dream and, and rehearse it with them and uh, uh, can actually I think the dream gets bigger and bigger and uh, it enlarges as we talk about it and we, as we reach out for it. You also made the statement um, don't give up on a brink of a miracle. Yes. And something else I heard you say that really stuck with me that if you can see it um, and you can make it happen that you don't need faith yeah yeah if it's uh, something the lord spoke to me one time when i was contemplating uh, uh making a, a a faith promise for missions for the coming year and i on the way to the meeting where the faith promises would be taken up i was praying i lord what do you want me to give what do you want me to make my faith promise as and he spoke a figure into my heart and uh and I just said, uh, I think I may have even said it out loud. I just don't see how I can do that. And uh, immediately it came back in my spirit. If you could see how you could do it, you wouldn't have to have faith for it. So we, the, the vision and the dream may seem impossible, but as we use our faith and as we believe God and talk about it and, uh, and put our actions with our word and stretch our faith, uh, God moves in our lives and helps us because if we are if we are talking about this thing that we want to happen uh, God hears the words of our mouth and he hears us in our confessions and our thoughts and in our prayers and uh, he is moved by the words of our mouth there's no doubt about that what would you say to a listener today that um is on the brink of that miracle that God is um, taking them higher. And you did say, lift your eyes higher. Yes, yes. Well, you have to lift up your uh, your dreams and your hopes to a, to a next to a next level. I I believe I've heard uh, years ago uh, the great uh, preacher Oral Roberts uh, said that miracles are moving towards you are moving away from you all of the time we are in in a constant uh, uh contact with a miracle some are coming some are going and uh and we just need to open our hearts up and let uh let the miracle happen in our lives because some of these things that we want to happen for us uh, our healing uh uh, maybe owning a new home or maybe having a more fruitful relationship with somebody. All of those things are outside of our ability to do. So we've got to have a miracle coming toward us and reach out and take hold of it, lifting our eyes higher. I, I heard a, uh, 
a great man one time, uh, some folks may have a difficult time relating with this if you've never been in rural life, but uh, it used to be that people cut wood and they would pile it up and uh, just in big piles. And uh, uh, so this, this preacher said that his dad taught him as a boy. He said, son, always shoot for the moon. Shoot for the moon. You may not hit any higher than the woodpile, but shoot for the moon. So you got to have your vision cast higher and be reaching out for it all of the time and never give up on the brink of that thing. It's, it's, it, things can happen in, a, in, a, in an almost an instant, uh, coming out of nowhere. And uh, if we don't keep believing and take advantage of every opportunity, then, uh, then we are, uh, we're going to miss what God wants for us to do. My daughter and son-in-law uh, are in, uh, I guess she's in her early, early 40s, and uh, she went to college and got a, a degree in uh, in uh, social work, and uh, and and her husband and her have for a long time had a dream of uh, uh, becoming foster parents for uh, for children, and uh, but they never never had uh, that door. They've applied different places and had tried to open the door and tried to open the door. Well, just uh, recently, uh, I received a phone call from. A a man who was that I did not know I still don't know I've never met him but I received a phone call from him and he told me he was looking for house parents for uh, a brand new uh, foster home that was opening up and uh, did I know anybody that might won't be a foster parent. I said, well, my son-in-law and daughter might won't be interested in that. And to make a long story short, a little, uh, a little shorter, uh, they are uh, on, uh, we're recording on a, on a Tuesday here, and uh, Friday, I believe it is, uh, the governor uh, of the state is coming to their brand new foster home in the area of 3,000 square feet that this family ministry is providing they'll have uh, eight children in the home siblings which is which is so important that foster kids stay with their brothers and their sisters and they will have they'll have this they'll be living in this new house brand new we've been waiting for it to get finished so they can move in it Brand new, the the family minister will provide for them their furniture. They provide their groceries. They provide their utilities, housing, uh, and a van, and uh, and still pay them a nice salary. So just just absolutely out of nowhere, this answer came. In a matter of a few days, they have moved from not having any hope uh, outwardly, in, envisioning outwardly anyway, that something was about to happen to boom, it has happened and they're experiencing it now. So, yep, yeah, don't give up on the brink of a miracle. You give up, it's just about the time you're about to reap. Amen. Tell me another story. Now, you were full of stories last night about... <laughs> about um, You've seen the miracle power of Jesus Christ. Uh, I have. Yep. We've, you've uh, experienced it. In I've your experienced own life. it in my life. I've. Uh, my kids have experienced it. Uh, uh, let me let me just tell you uh, uh, tell you this story. My uh, 
my daughter, my, my third daughter, her name is Lori, um, had two children. And uh, uh, when uh, she became pregnant with the third, uh, she knew something was going to happen. She actually thought the baby was going to die, is really what she thought. But the Lord kept telling her as her pregnancy near, uh, grew near its completion, uh, the Lord kept telling her that her life would change when this little boy, his name's Kenan, uh, life would change when Kenan was born. And she thought that he was going to die. And that's the spin she put on it. Well, she went to the hospital and Keenan was born and everything was just, just fine. Uh, but you know and your listeners will know that every baby that's born in a, in a hospital uh, in, within a day or two of, of the birth, they take that child uh, and run tests on him and they come back, he'll have a big patch on his heel where they've drawn blood. And that blood test is for PKU, which stands for a big long name that I can't say. But PKU is one in 15,000 births uh, a child will have PKU. And my grandson is a PKU baby. And now that means that his body does not properly process protein. If in this process, if he gets too much of a, a substance called fee, which is the way I understand it, produced by the protein in his body, then the fee level goes up, it destroys cells. And every cell in your body reproduces itself except brain cells. So if this uh, condition goes untreated, uh, he would have been retarded. But uh, the doctors caught it when he was two days old. I think he's been on a PKU diet all of his life which means he has to watch his diet. He's on, on such an unbelievable, he's 14 now, you know, on, on such an unbelievably restricted diet. He's never had a bite of meat of any kind, never had milk, um, ice cream, um, just things that we, we take for granted Keenan absolutely cannot have. And his mom and his dad and his two sisters have and all of us have pledged ourselves to help him with his diet and uh, and so um, this PKU le the level without knowing all the intricate details of it the level is supposed to say stay about the same and and there's no fluctuation should be no fluctuation in it. well now Keenan 14 years down the road is getting better he can eat more and more different kinds of foods and uh, of course, we prayed, you know, ever since he was born, God healed Keenan of this PKU. And nobody, to, the, to our knowledge, anybody's knowledge has ever been healed of PKU. And it never gets better. It always stays the same. But Keenan's getting better, glory to God. I, I, can, I can shout every day about this. The doctors, they have uh, support groups that come together and uh, discuss this PKU issue and, and they talk about it. And Keenan's levels are better and better each time they have this uh, group. So my son-in-law uh, called a doctor off the side and he asked him, you know, said, how come Keenan's numbers are getting better? He said, his numbers can't be getting better because PKU kids don't get better. But this boy is getting better. He is sharp as a tack. He, uh, he is not nearly as handsome as he thinks he is, but he, he's a good-looking kid and makes good grades and everything's right on tap. But it, 
and he's getting better. That's the thing about it, that nobody is supposed to get better. So this is, this is not a miracle that just boom, the water parts. This is a miracle that's taken place over 14 years of our life that Kenan is getting better. Praise God. And we're, we're shouting happy over that. Yeah, we've experienced miracle after miracle. I had multiple blockages in my heart that uh, the doctor said was a, was, well, he said, I'm going to try to fix your heart with stents. And if I can't fix it with stents, I'll have to open you up. And I said to him, are you saying to me, I've got more than one blockage? He said, I'm telling you, you've got many blockages and I'm going to try to fix it with stents. Well, just, just before that doctor had come in and brought us that report, all of my children and my grandchildren were in the room and as they began to leave they we prayed and uh, uh, my granddaughter who was six at the time she just prayed a simple little prayer over me and asked God to heal me and, uh, and take care of me so on the way home uh, my, uh, another granddaughter four years she was four years old she turned to her dad as they were driving and he said dad who is who was that that had his hand on big daddy's heart a while ago and uh, David said, uh, when? And she said, well, when we was praying. And David said, well, I don't know who it was. Who did it look like to you? And she said, look like Jesus to me. And the next morning they came, got me and took me to the heart cath lab and I didn't have one blockage, not one blockage. God healed me that night instantly by the prayer of a child. So yeah, we we could we could tell story after story of the miraculous touch of God on our lives. Amen. God is so good. You know, a lot of uh, children today don't even get past the don't even get delivered because a test came back yeah. um, that something is wrong, and, and a parent would choose to terminate. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not to have the child. Yeah. But God's absolutely. Word, God's word is true. Sure. Every life has value. Amen. And so I. <clears throat> yeah, I suppose. I suppose if they had uh, uh, checked Keenan for PKU before he was born, uh, a doctor might have suggested that he be aborted. You know, but my, what a what a tremendous thing we would have we would have missed if we didn't have Keenan in our lives. Amen. Amen. And and. God's word, he says in Psalm 107, 20, he sent his word and he healed thee. Yeah. I encourage people to pray healing scriptures over their life, no matter what it is. Absolutely. Um, yeah, nothing too hard for the Lord. Uh, you just got to believe God and uh, and dream about it. You know, dream. This is, this is a, uh, we was talking about dreams earlier. This is a dream. Uh, you don't know, you don't have any idea what it's like to sit in a pizza restaurant and the rest of the family be eating pizza. And this boy leaned over and said, could I just smell of that? He know he can't eat it. Could I just, could I just smell of that? Well, that, if that don't rip your heart out, I don't know what would, you know? And and so since since the day he's been big enough to for us to know this, it's been our dream that he sat down at our table and eat what we eat. And that's not possible right now, but we're so far closer to it than we started. What a dream that God is unfolding before us, and we're not going to give up on the brink of our miracle. That's Kenan, right. I believe Kenan is going to be the first child healed of PKU. Amen. I agree with you. Yeah. Amen. Well, tell me um, a little bit. How does people get in contact with you? You're an evangelist. You travel yes, the world. I have a website. Uh, 
www.evangelistsamaustin.org. Uh, I'm on Facebook, just Sam Austin. Um, my email is saustin220 at aol.com. My phone number is uh, 479 747-1521 and uh, so I'd be glad to get an email or a phone call or uh, visit my website, my fa Facebook page. Uh, we also got a Facebook page of uh, Evangelist Sam Austin, Evangelist Sam and Bobby Austin, I believe Bobby is my wife. And uh, so yeah, lots of ways to get a hold of us and we'd be delighted to hear from from anyone out there that uh, might be interested in uh, in our ministry coming to your area, we go uh, anywhere. We go for love offerings, and uh, we require nothing. Uh, just uh, open open door and a place to sleep, and we're we're happy. And um, if the church uh, can receive us an offering and support us financially, then that's that's good. Uh, but our main goal is to preach the word and uh, get the word out to people. Amen. Well, it's been a pleasure to to have heard you speak, um, and I'm excited about tonight to yes. to have what to set underneath of your teaching again tonight and the anointing on your life. And um, well, I want to thank you for letting me speak to your audience, and uh, I pray that this uh, little interview will be a Great blessing to everybody that hears it. Amen. Well, I always like to end the broadcast with prayer. So would you um, pray for our listeners today and just release your faith across these airwaves? Father in heaven, uh, under the sound of our voice at this moment, there are no doubt people who are in deep pain, people who are very sick, uh, people whose future is, is not very bright as far as medical science, as far as economics are concerned, uh, relationally things are a mess. But I know that you are able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can think or ask. And I know that there is no situation that is too hard for you. And I pray that, that somehow or the other faith might grow in the heart of our listeners in this moment and that they might, at the very least, at the very least, rise up to ask you for assistance, to ask you to help in what's going on in their lives. And I know when they call out to you, you're going to reach back to them because that's who you are. We move one step toward you, you'll move two steps toward us. I pray for anybody under the sound of my voice that may not be saved, that may not know uh, God with peace and assurance in their heart. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you would bring salvation to the lost, healing to the sick, fullness of the Holy Spirit to those that are empty. Bless this radio ministry and airwave ministry and touch people with it in the great name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Evangelist Sam Austin. And thank you, listeners, for joining me today. Tune in again next week for another broadcast of Destiny Moments.